Good morning, everybody. Hey, happy Friday. I hope that your week has gone well and you're ready for the weekend. Hey, we've got uh, lots to talk about today as we continue to, uh, hey, look and see what the markets are going to do. We got a little green ink yesterday. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. But before we go there, let me just remind everybody that there are certain things that we can control and there's some a lot of things we can't control. You know, we can't control what happens in the markets every day. We can't control what happens in Russia or Europe or even in Washington, D.C. But you know what? You can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. The problem is, is do you know how much risk you have and do you know how much risk you need? That's what I see a lot when I sit down with folks is they don't really understand that relationship. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. That we've got Dave coming up next. Sometimes nobody knows. It's 842 now, 18 before 9. Philip Stadler and I have been trying to figure out why the market is going up. I mean, there really isn't any really great news floating around out there, but we found a few notions anyway. Let's check in on your money and see what's going on on Wall Street with Philip Stadler from Stadler Financial Services, who's on the phone. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Hey, welcome to Friday. It's, uh, man, it was nice out this morning when I left the house. Uh, it's uh, a <laughs> nice weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful one. I mean, we might need to wear an overcoat on Sunday morning, but by and large, dry and sunny and uh, two-club wind for us golfers. Beyond that, it's going to be a pretty decent weekend, and I'll take that nicely. Good day for Pig Fest down at the yeah. uh, fairgrounds. Yeah, it really out. is. Firemen do that. They're uh, trying to bring it back to a regular spring schedule, 12 hours of barbecue. Toe Jam is going to be on stage tonight. It's going to be a fun evening and all kinds of good food down there, too. We've got uh, an interesting day yesterday. We had green ink yesterday, and we weren't too optimistic that was going to happen at the start. 87 points up on the Dow, 19 up on the S&P, and 8.5 up on NASDAQ. Almost looked like a normal good day. And we were kind of noodling through as to what could possibly be causing it, because the futures are generally in green ink this morning, too. And about the only thing I could think of that was doing it was the fact that, that people, there's people at FactSet, the people that we look to for estimates as to how the stocks are going to do when earnings season begins. They said that they expect the S&P 500, the 500 blue-chip stocks, to go up in earnings by about 2% this year over last year. And you and I have been saying, good golly, that doesn't really square with what we were thinking was going to happen based upon all the headwinds, right? No, you're right. It really doesn't. And so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how well um, that turns out by the end of the year. I hope somebody writes that down and, and fact checks that when, uh, when we hit December 31st. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the facts that people are not exactly those columnists that are always saying there's going to be a recession someday, and then 10 years from now when it actually happens, they see I was right. They're, they're actually green eye shade people looking at the numbers. It just isn't the instinct you and I would have expected. If they're right, that's really good news, and I suspect that probably contributed to a little bit of the increase in some of the optimism in the futures overnight. You know, it, it very well could have. Um, because let's face it, the uh, we can't find the exact consumer credit numbers, but I don't think that would have helped a whole lot. 
not a bit. We were kind of wondering when we were looking at the numbers that we got from the federal government earlier in the week and the end of last week, and we were kind of wondering whether or not we were spending more cash or whether or not we were burning the plastic. It looks like we're burning too much plastic, doesn't it? It really does, and I don't. I know the expectation was for uh, consumer credit to basically double uh, from from what it was the month before, and I can't really find the exact number in any of the things I'm looking at. But I do know that um, that a lot of the consumer credit went up substantially uh, month over month. We're looking at the month of February right now, not the month of March. So um, my my gut tells me that March is going to even go up more when uh, when it's all said and done. Yeah, we're talking about an 11% increase in the month of February. March, they were expecting even worse, which kind of verifies the instinct. If we're not keeping up with inflation, which we probably aren't based upon the wage and hour increases compared to the inflation rate, folks are still spending money. They're just spending somebody else's money and hoping they can pay it back later. That's right. That's true. And, you know, during inflationary times, sometimes that's an okay deal as long as you can pay it back, right? Because you're going to pay it back with dollars that are worth less money um, down the road. But you still got interest factors flowing into that and interest rates are not going down. Folks are going up. So that's not a good boat to be in. Uh, yeah, because your interest rate on in your credit card is probably at 18, 19% if you've got good credit. And if it goes up to 23 and 24%, like uh, most mortals have to pay, you're ending up paying a ton. That is kind of conventional wisdom as far as government deficit spending is concerned. They've always said it's a good idea to run some sort of a deficit if you've got that 2% inflation number, because it's basically buying your money at 2% discounts. Now, we start getting into the kind of numbers we've got right now on the deficit and the kind of inflation rate we're looking at with the increase on the interest rates. Uh, that's not too good on the government front either, and it's not good idea at all as far as consumer credit is concerned. You're absolutely right, and that will start to put pressure on folks as well. And so we'll, we'll see how that kind of plays out um, the rest of this year. And the next time they give us a report on consumer credit, it's going to be interesting to see what that jump looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I was looking at the interest rates this morning on the bond yields. We still have a little bit of an inversion on my delayed quotes here, but not as big as we had. The five is yielding a little bit more than the 10-year Treasury bonds, but most of the rest of the interest rates are kind of following a little bit more in line, but we still have that little bit of an inversion out there, and that ends up giving uh, some folks pause as to whether or not we're looking at the direction of a recession, and I'm seeing more and more of the columnists saying that uh, the kind of uh, just taking the punch ball away all at once, as the Fed was talking about doing in the minutes on Wednesday afternoon, uh, not being a good harbinger of what we're looking at as far as recession in the time to come. Yeah, it's not. I'm, and I'm looking at, um, I, went, I went to pull the 10-year. 10 10-year's 10 up substantially. It's up to over 2.7%. Now, still below that top end that we saw earlier this year at 2.75. Uh, but uh it continues to rise, and uh, I would say that when the Fed raises interest rates again, that we will probably be at three or better. Most likely, and that, but that bump up would put the 10-year above the five, so that would reverse the inversion that I was looking at on my delayed quotes. Yeah, yeah, so we just keep watching it and seeing, and, uh, you know, it's just one of the indicators that, that uh, traders look at to see which direction the economy is going. 
Yeah, I was kind of guessing yesterday while we were talking about it. I think the reason we're not seeing the panic is the last time we had one of those inversions, and we had it, and the market just absolutely tanked by like 400 points on that one little bit of information. The recession didn't happen thereafter. I wonder if we're starting to shrug off that uh, that issue a little bit. But we, we noticed something when we were talking before we went on the air. This is going to be a late start to earnings season. We're not going to get the real flood of the banks and the SNLs and all the big financials until like the middle of next week that is a late start to earnings season it, it is and that's just going to be the start i mean because i looked and some of the banks don't report until the following week so it's uh, it's spread out a little bit more and it's starting a lot later than in uh in previous quarters yeah, it's going to get spread out because we've only got a half a day of trading on Friday of next week being Good Friday, so we're going to end up having an even shorter week in terms of time to release things that we don't start releasing earnings until the 13th. You and I are going to be talking about earnings through the end of June. Well, that'd be nice for a change, right, that we'd actually have something to talk about at the end of the quarter. Get us out of these doldrum weeks we sometimes have anyway, because there isn't much out there right now. You do have one uh, old name that reported, and it's uh, kind of greasing the skids for this morning. WD forty is. Are they it is. Yeah. They, they are not. They're actually doing well. Uh, they uh, they had a better than expected quarter. <clears throat> they beat by forty cents a share. Came at like a dollar forty one. They did have to cut their full year guidance, though, slightly, not big, but just slightly due to some of the inflationary challenges they're seeing, uh, but not hurting their stock this morning. They're up a little over 11 percent this morning, Dave. Must be a lot of squeaky hinges out there. I guess so. I guess so. A lot of WD-40 going out the door. It could very well be. Uh, resetting the table for the morning. Update yesterday, a modest one, a quarter percent up in the Dow, a little under a half a percent on the S&P, and six one-hundredths of a percent on the NASDAQ. Those are the kind of gains that can actually be sustained because it won't prompt a big profit-selling sell-off the next day. Looks like we're not having that sell-off today. 45 minutes before we start, how are we doing? Well, it's become a mixed bag this morning, Dave. On the index front, we got the Dow up a little less than two tenths of a percent. S&P 500 is up just a little bit less than a tenth of a percent. However, the Nasdaq 100 is going down this morning. It's right now down a tenth of a percent. So uh, and then the and the um, Russell 2000 is down two tenths of a percent. So so we're going both directions right now on the indexes. Hey, on the um, commodities front, we've got silver and gold both going down. Silver down three quarters of a percent. Gold down four tenths uh, as we look at that. Crude oil still well under a hundred at ninety seven dollars and twenty two cents. That's down one and a quarter percent this morning. I'm sorry, that, up one and a quarter. I went the wrong direction. It's up one and a quarter percent this morning. Okay, I was going. I was so excited. Like- I was so excited it was below a hundred that I, I looked at the wrong number. <laughs> It's about the range it was yesterday morning, too, so I think I'm going to call it stable. Overseas markets generally happy with our performance yesterday. Asian rim was up on the half a percent range at the close this morning. Europe's kind of having party time. Again, I don't know why everybody's so happy, but all the major indexes across Europe are up by better than 1% halfway through their trading day-to-day. Trying to keep track of one's retirement day-to-day will make a person crazy, but long-term is what counts, Philip. How do I get a hold of you to be able to get that long-term view on a safe retirement? Dave, you know, that's one of the reasons we developed the core retirement design to help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 
10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here on Monday morning on Light FM to tell you what happened to your money over the weekend. Philip, you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you on Monday. All right, man, you too. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope, again, that your week has gone well. You enjoy your weekend, this beautiful weather it looks like for uh, at least Saturday. And then I hope you'll join me again on Monday. Same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.